to the Secrets of the Self-Made podcast, where lifelong learners share their proven formula to achieving what they desire most. These are the students of Self-Made You, who have invested in a higher education that is arguably more important than any other subject. They have mastered self to overcome obstacles and create what they once thought impossible. Now it's your turn to learn and listen from the student who has become the teacher. Class is now in session. Welcome back to Secrets of the Self-Made. I am thrilled to introduce you to one of my besties. Stevie Cummins is the epitome of what you would call self-made. And her story is so inspiring that I couldn't help but get her on as one of our first guests. I um, hope that you find her story very relatable and motivating because her story is one of a lot of sacrifice, a lot of determination, um, and really following a dream. And I think so many of us have dreams, but that's where they stay. That's where they're birthed and that's where they die. They don't, we don't have this underlying belief that we create those dreams for a reason. We create them to bring them to life. And Stevie has done just that. And so I'm so excited for her to share her story. Stevie Cummins, would you please introduce yourself? Give the listeners a little insight into like who you are, like where you grew up, um, what your you know background is, and we'll go from there. Okay. Well, I was born in Kansas, but grew up back and forth between Kansas and Nebraska. Um, was not born into wealth by any means. I was born to two parents that are very hardworking and had to earn every dollar they ever made. And my dad was a teacher and an excellent and amazing basketball coach. And my mom was an x-ray technologist. And so they lived pretty paycheck to paycheck. They both had an amazing work ethic. And, you know, that was expected of us. Um, but we, us girls, love to earn our own money. In fact, I had my first job in third grade. I started a paper route um, delivering the Omaha World Herald in our little town, Lexington, Nebraska, where I mostly grew up. And um, I even mowed lawns and did things like that. And honestly, from third grade on, I had usually one or two jobs my entire life. So just had an amazing work ethic. I was an athlete and my dad and I were very close because of our love and passion for sports. And all of those years, I saw my dad take mediocre teams and turn them into state champs, district champs, because he just had a passion and a belief and he just never stopped. And so I got a lot of that from him, I would say, definitely. Mm -hmm. No doubt. I mean, if there was anybody that I could call out as somebody who is not afraid of hard work, it is you for sure. Like just when I think things get hard, 
that's where you're just beginning. <laughs> like you're just getting your stride at that point. And I'm like, hey, I'm girlfriend. Like, yeah, you're a hard worker. And so um, it is no surprise that you have made these dreams come true. So give us a little bit of your professional background. Okay. So right out of high school, I went to radiology school and I was a registered x-ray technologist, computed tomography technologist, and I also was ACLS certified and worked in the heart catheterization lab for a while as well. And so that was what my degree was, but I did not marry well. And when I divorced, um, I will tell you that pulling a lot of call at a hospital does not work very well when you're a single mom. You're up half the night, then exhausted the next night. When you do have your kids, you're paying sitters to sleep on your couch. So I knew I needed to change. And back when I needed the change, the whole bachelor degree stigmatism wasn't such a big deal back then as it is now. And um, my degree is an excellent degree. It's the equivalent of three years of college. I'm just missing all of the electives. My school was very focused on needing to know what all I needed to know. And um, radiation physics, anatomy and physiology, those types of things. So um, anyway, I got into sales and marketing. It really fit my personality well. I absolutely love selling and not because I just want that achievement of selling, but I really love to help people. And if I'm selling something I'm passionate about, it just is so much fun to me. And I love to help people find things, especially, you know, always the fashion industry. I was raised by a fashionista mom that always just dressed gorgeous and loved nice things. And she worked very hard to get one pair of really nice boots instead of a bunch of junk. You know, she was one of those that did that. And so I always had an eye for nice things and had always kind of wanted to own my own boutique, but as a single mom could not take that financial risk and didn't have the money for a down payment. So, you know, I did sales and marketing and did pretty well at that, but the economy tanked and when it did, I was laid off and um, unemployment didn't even make my mortgage payment. And I was a single mom, let alone pay insurance and all of that. So it was a good thing I like to work hard. And that's when I started my own cabbie business was right when I kind of had a sense I was probably going to get laid off. And I loved selling the clothing and working in fashion. And I worked extremely hard, shot straight to the top of that company, not the top, but one of the top sellers and performers in the company and um, really enjoyed that. But I learned something at that company. And that is, you know, I kind of found that my love language is words of affirmation and while I was a top seller, I never really felt recognized or appreciated. I would go to our semi-annual conferences and be trained by people that sold a fourth what I did. And it just kind of wore on my self-esteem over time. And alongside that, I also realized over time that I was making really good money, but I was killing myself for that money. And COVID is actually what made me realize 
that. And I did not want to go back to that life. I was a top seller, not because I lived on an expensive golf course and had a million rich friends. It was because I was a hamster on a wheel working all the time and working hard. So I knew I wanted to make a change and I had become kind of negative and I hate that and can't stand to be that way. But the good thing is, is I'm a person when I find myself at that point, I know it's time to make a change. So I worked on an exit plan. I was working part time at Sundance and was working in the process of starting a little online boutique for myself and was getting that up and going. I had the website up and going and Sundance asked me to be coming on as an assistant manager, and which I eventually did. Um, but I will tell you, before I took the assistant manager position, I was one of their top sellers, if not their top seller, and I worked part-time. So they asked me if I would train their management team. And while that was very flattering to my self-esteem and gave me that affirmation that for some reason I feel I need, <laughs> but um, when I got done, I realized, wow, they paid me $12 and 50 cents an hour to share all my ideas with their staff. And it really hurt me that they didn't give me some kind of a bonus or a gift card to shop or something. And I just knew then that that would not be a long-term gig for me. I was going to get my boutique going. Um, and, and you so know that that really, if you can kind of connect the dots to the springboard and to where you're at now, that actually was such a gift. You it know, was because, because literally, Stevie, think about this: if they would have thrown some money, or if they would have thrown a title at you your thought process would not have went down that same path that it did that has led you to where you're at right now. So exactly what exactly. So and you know, I'm grateful for my time at Cabby and I am grateful for my time at Sundance. They gave me really well-rounded experience in the fashion industry, but from two totally different perspectives, one where I was an independent contractor working solo and another one where I was in a retail setting learning more about the retail and the runnings of a store you know how to figure payroll hours and how many hours you can allot for I learned a lot and I am so grateful for both and I think they're both amazing companies but I think my point is is I really was meant to truly work for myself and um, it, it gives me the opportunity. I know this may sound silly, but I will never forget my favorite boss ever in my whole life. He was my boss when I worked second and third shift at a major level one trauma center in Wichita, Kansas. And we were understaffed and swamped. And you know what? We rarely got a break. You were lucky if you even got to go to the bathroom. I'm not kidding. And he was the kind of boss that made you want to come back the next day and get your butt kicked all over again because he he worked alongside you. He didn't ask you to do anything that he wasn't willing to do. He was so grateful to all of us and let us know how appreciated we were. And I always thought that if I ever had the opportunity to be the one in charge, to be the one who truly it was my business, I was going to treat my employees like pure, solid gold. Mm 
Mm-hmm. And so I love even just even my time in radiology, you know, it just, he was a boss I'll never forget. That's so cool. he was amazing. And that was 30 something years ago. <laughs> yeah. But obviously yeah. unforgettable. So that's, Absolutely. that is such a cool story. Um, one of the things outside of you being such a hard worker and a go-getter and like, you know, somebody who sets really big audacious goals and goes after them with like an unstoppable demeanor. The other thing that I always found so interesting about you is your kind of your free spirit. You are so free spirited. Like you love to ride motorcycles. You and your husband, Tim, are super passionate about Harley riding and going to Sturgis and, you know, on the regular. And I found that, you know, that was kind of a life outside of the life I live. And I loved having the exposure to that. And um, it was so fun to see you get so excited and like literally count down the days and tell us all about, you know, your experiences and what made that, you know, area so special to you. And it really kind of opened up my eyes to that part of the country and got me really excited about exploring it because you were so passionate about it. So I remember you telling us, I remember vividly you telling me and a couple of the other girlfriends about um, shopping at your favorite store, Jewel of the West, Mm -hmm. and how you know, that would kind of be your kryptonite, the place that you would go and like spend way too much money, but you would always very much look forward to um, going and making that like, you know, a stopping point, an, an experience within your trip every single year. And I remember you telling me if I could have any dream like come true, it would be to own that store or something just like that. So mm-hmm. Absolutely. Give us the conclusion of this professional story. Well, I have to tell you that, um, you know, I'm grateful that the big bachelor's degree became such a big deal because, you know, I think I would have just kept going for the safe jobs as a single mom, but not being able to even get an interview without, you know, a bachelor's degree, it really made me start pursuing my dreams. And so I'm really grateful for some of the hard times I've had and the disappointments I've had in life because I feel like they drove me to this. My husband and I love it here so much in South Dakota. And we would get so sad when we had to go home to the point we were coming up here two or three times a year in the off season. We even came up in a blizzard one time, had a blast, had so much fun. So a few years back, we bought property that was going to be our retirement property. And the owner of Jewel of the West and I had become friends. And she told me, you know what, when you come here, I want you working for me. You got a full-time job. And I said, okay. Okay, great. And that's what I was planning on. Well, I found out Rochelle had the store for sale. And um, anyway, first she had a very, very high price on it. And uh, it just, there wasn't a bank that would even loan the money on it. They said the only person that'll give her what she wants is someone very wealthy that doesn't care if they throw money out the door. And because they just said post-COVID retail is not getting like paid for 
longevity and all of that. It's truly what it costs to turn over the inventory and the keys. And so I just thought it was over. You know, I don't have that kind of money and wouldn't wanted to have thrown it away, had I? And uh, it ended up, Rochelle and I came to an agreement and um, she chose to have her legacy live on, but to give her the life she wanted. So she had time to be with her children Um, and it let my dream come true. And Tim and I ended up moving early. Our life got completely flipped upside down in like a matter of two weeks. (laughs) We found out we were moving, trying to find a rental, you know, buying a store, trying to sell our house and everything just worked out. And it's, it's just been absolutely a dream come true. Very much. And also this happened to be right in the kind of that period of time where you decided you wanted to drop a few pounds. And so I'm like, well, I've got the program for you. (laughs) So you went through self-made mind and body. Tell us about that. Mm -hmm. Well, I'll be honest with you, Tracy. I was most drawn to self-made you because of you. I, I will never forget the first time I met you. I instantly loved you and wanted to be around you more, but there was a large group of us in a conversation And somebody started talking about something and you made the statement that I never like to talk about people. I like to talk about ideas. And I was like, bingo. I want to be more like this girl. I this is the type of person I want to be around that like just thinks positive, thinks forward, thinks ahead. I loved that. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I always admired you and just the way you thought The weight loss thing was absolutely amazing. I lost 31 pounds in two months. It gave me a newfound confidence, which I feel I need in the fashion industry and stuff to do my job with more confidence. So I was very grateful for that. But I'll be honest with you, Tracy, once again, back to the thought process. As much as I loved the weight loss, what I loved more was the personal coaching because you may not realize this, but you really helped me through that time when I was really down and depressed about wanting an exit plan, but couldn't even get an interview at a good company. And it was you teaching me about controlling my thoughts. And that's what got me out of my funk, got me motivated, got me determined to make a change. It's what made me put an action plan into the place, into place. It's what made me give the birth to my little online boutique, which actually was doing really well until I had to shut it down to take over the store because I didn't have enough time to do both. And so I'm very grateful for that. So the whole self-made you thing was just a really positive experience for me. And um, I also loved, you know, back to the weight loss I love the accountability of that because I am a person that I love food and I love, you know, my cocktails and all that. So I fall off the wagon easily without that accountability. So I was very grateful for that aspect of the program as well. But I feel like that even filters into like, you know, that impossible dream exercise that we did. You know, you held me accountable for coming back with information and an action plan. And I don't know, I just love the accountability. Yeah. And, you know, Stevie, as extraordinary as her story is, she really isn't unique in the fact that we get a lot of clients coming into the program. I always say on their very first 
lesson on the very first live lesson, I've hooked you. I hooked you and kind of tricked you <laughs> with the promise of weight loss. But I know that what you're going to leave with is a skill set that is going to help you achieve anything that you want. It could be weight loss, but it could also be professional goals. It could be financial um, dreams. And we see it over and over and over. People come wanting to lose weight. Most of them want to lose it fast so they can get on to other things. And what they don't recognize coming in the door is that we teach, we use the weight loss as a vehicle to teach a skill set that gives you back the control. You are no longer a victim to a weight. You are no longer a victim to a degree or a lack thereof. You're no longer um, a victim to an employer. It is all within your control. You get to feel however you want to feel. And we show you how to do that so that you create any result you want. Accountability is huge. We definitely know that to be true. Um, that's why we've invested a ton of time, energy, and money into our new app that's being delivered at the end of this month. And it's all about accountability. You know, we, we teach you how to be accountable to yourself, but we also know that when there's other eyes on it, people perform better. Um, so it isn't surprising that we get the kind of weight loss results that we do. What is super exciting is that now we have a lot of quantifiable results in a whole lot of other categories. And that's how people change comprehensively. That's like where the crazy transformations come from because it's, it is so comprehensive. It's, it's emotional, it's mental, it's physical, it's metabolic. It changes their personal life. It changes their professional life. I mean, it truly is a complete transformation. And so highlighting people like you who, you know, you, you joined to lose weight, but then you recognized, you know what, I can use this skill set that I'm using, that I'm applying to my weight loss efforts to actually pursue a dream. Like that is such a great example of what our mission is. What would you say has been the biggest difference? Like what have you experienced personally or professionally that has made the biggest difference with something that you learned from self-made you? Um, honestly, it's just really controlling my thoughts. And, you know, so we're a tourist area. So we were swamped all summer. We're not as busy. And I could just be paralyzed with fear of, oh my God, you know, are, are we going to stay alive through the winter months? You're dang right we are because I, this is my dream. And so it's like, I just, I think the one thing I learned was to control my thoughts. So instead of going into this freakout mode, I sat down and wrote a business plan for my down season and what things I wanted to achieve and start engaging in. And, you know, we were so swamped this summer. I mean, we were beyond blessed. We hit my insane, crazy, audacious goal <laughs> that the banker kind of looked at me like, yeah, right, in seven months. But I will tell you, I had all these ideas for social media and virtual shopping happy hours and stuff that I had no time to implement 
this summer. And that's what I'm doing now. And you know what? We're having consistent good sales. Are they crazy like it was this summer? No, but they're really, really good. And I just, I love the thought process of all of it because it just teaches you to control that and to rein yourself back in and regroup when something is maybe not going the way you want it to. Yeah. Abundance begets abundance. If you think abundantly, I promise you the ideas will be abundant. If you think from a scarcity standpoint, guess what it begets? It begets scarcity. You will create lack. So it is a belief first and foremost that you can manage your own mind and your emotions. We show you how to do that. We hold your hand through the application of it so that you can create these experiences over and over and over so that you get confident in that skill set mm -hmm. and you strengthen the belief. It really does, you know, words don't teach experiences teach. You have to apply what it is that you learn. So you are a beautiful example of that. What would you say is your one secret to becoming self-made? Um, you know, I, I just think really laying the groundwork laying the groundwork for a strong foundation because, you know, I didn't just say, oh, I'm going to buy a boutique and buy it. This was a process of years. I used to literally for 10 plus years go in a boutique. And if I saw something I loved, I would write the name on my brand list. If I ever got, you know, a chance to have my own boutique that I would have the best of the brands. I interviewed bankers boutique owners that I felt were very successful. I interviewed business consultants, accountants, and I have pages and pages of notes from hours and hours of interviewing that I did to find the best practices. And I took the ideas I felt from these people that should really be implemented. So I would just say really making it a process, you know, and, and laying that foundation and it gives you a strong leg up. Yeah. So just to recap, Stevie first got her mindset straight. She first decided what thoughts were working for her, what thoughts weren't, what were the thoughts that were generating a feeling of confidence, of motivation, of willingness to do things, even if it is scary. So that was her first step. Then she generated those feelings that had her in action of creating a plan, a very strategic plan that included interviewing, partnering, like, you know, boots on the ground type work. But it starts with the mental management. Then it goes to, okay, what are the feelings that those thoughts are creating? And that's what puts you in organic activity right? So she was doing all of the right things, but it wasn't because, you know, it was, um, you know, a, a stroke of good luck or, you know, a lightning strike. It was literally because she had the process in place of getting her mind right first so that she was feeling motivated, confident, willing, all of the, the things, you know, even curious, you have to be curious, like, what else could I be doing? She asked herself those high quality questions a lot, you know, especially now 
what else could I be doing? Um, and then that's what organically gets the, the foundation laid. So great secret. <laughs> I completely subscribe to that secret. I think I, everybody knows that I think that the definition of being self-made is being willing to take responsibility, being responsible for your thoughts, being responsible for the way you feel, being responsible, beautiful example of that. And as is your boutique. So if you are ever in the Hill City area, if you've never visited South Dakota, I highly recommend putting that as your destination. You will not be sorry. This is probably the most beautiful boutique that you could ever want to shop in. And then you get the experience of walking alongside Stevie. She truly is a fashionista. She's not going to sell you something that you don't, well, I won't say need because I've probably been sold something that I didn't need, but she's going to help you make some really good decisions. And it's so much fun to shop with Stevie. So um, she's partnered with some of the most, you know, desired brands out there. So if you want to find exactly what you're looking for, follow Stevie on social media. I'll put all of her information in the show notes, but um, yeah, do yourself a favor and look up Jewel of the West. They're on Facebook. She does a ton of lives on Facebook. So if you can't get to Hill City, you can still shop online with her. Anything else that you want to mention, Steph? Um, you know, I do want to say just one thing, and it was a piece of advice that one of my boutique mentors gave me. This woman was very successful for 34 years. And I will tell you, she told me, you're a seller. You love fashion. You love helping women build confidence through, you know, putting outfits together and styling them. She goes, you're not an accountant. She goes, hire one. She said, anything that you're not great at or that's not your wheelhouse, hire someone to do it. It frees you to do what you're good at. And you know what? It's scary to hire an accountant and have those monthly fees. But I will tell you, it has freed my mind to do what's important, and that's buying and selling for the store. And it, I can honestly say that was the best piece of advice I was given from all of my interviews and everything. So I'd just like to share that. Yeah. Know your strengths, know your weaknesses, build on your strengths and hire people to take care of the weaknesses that are really good at that job. And right. it just elevates you. It does. Amen. Amen. Great advice. Well, thank you, Stevie. I Thank so appreciate you, your time. It was so good to talk to you. I will talk to you soon. If you are ready to overcome your biggest obstacles and create what you once thought impossible, I want to invite you to join the Self-Made Mind and Body Program, where you will learn how to master yourself. It's the only thing that stands in the way of what you want most. Learn more at www.self-made and the letter u.com.